Welcome to Mini Mentoring, a weekly bonus episode of This Can't Be That Hard. Every Friday, I share a conversation that I've had with one of you, my amazing listeners, about a problem or issue that's got you stuck in your photography business. We set the timer for 15 minutes and see how much progress we can make. And sometimes 15 minutes is all you need to find clarity or achieve your next breakthrough. If you've got an issue that you'd like to have featured on the show, stick around at the end to find out how to reach out. But for now, let's dive in. Paige, it is so wonderful to have you on This Can't Be That Hard. Thank you so much for joining me today. How are you? I am so great. Thank you for letting me be a part of this. I'm really excited. Oh, good. Yay. Okay. So let me get my timer out. I should have done that before. Um, And once I hit the start button, I'm going to have you jump in and, um, and tell us what's going on. You ready? Okay. On your mark, get set, go. I'm ready. Okay. So basically my question is about getting more leads and whether there are more things that I should be doing, or if it's just a consistency and patience kind of thing. I just took my business full-time in October. I was doing it very like part-time before that. So it was unfortunate timing with, you know, like coming out of the winter season into quarantine. Yeah. So I had like a steady trickle of leads and sessions since things have kind of opened back up, but it's not quite at the level that I want. Like I'm not getting quite as many clients as I want to be getting. So I guess my question is like, am I doing the right things or doing enough? And it's just kind of like, you just, it just takes time to build a business or is there something like glaring or obvious or super creative that I could be doing to get more leads in my inbox? Okay. So can you give me a summary of what it is that you're currently doing and kind of what approach you've been taking? Yes. So I tried to think through this ahead of time. So I have been for quite a while doing like a daily, like daily engagement on Instagram, like posting something every day and then trying to engage with some other people's like kind of like potential clients, um, Instagram posts that they're posting. I just started, this was actually based on a suggestion from your podcast. Um, because I wasn't doing anything with my email list really. Mm -hmm. And I, I guess I felt like I had to be writing about photography, but instead, and I, that was why I was stuck. I just like, couldn't figure out how to make that engaging for my audience. So I started, um, interviewing other moms, basically like past clients, um, on specific topics and doing like a little email interview with them. So I've been sending that out for like the past three weeks on my email list, doing like a weekly series. Um, so we'll see if that yields anything, but it's been really fun to do it regardless. Um, so Instagram, weekly email. I've been blogging sessions, um, which I've heard lots of mixed reviews on like whether blogging (laughs) does anything. Um, And then when I send my clients their like digital galleries and stuff, I always at the end say, hey, if you know anybody who's looking for a photographer, um, please feel free to pass my name along. And then I also ask them for a Google review. Mm-hmm. Some people do, some people don't. Um, so I've been trying to work on SEO, you know, 
as much as I can with my limited understanding. So kind of those are the main pieces of the puzzle right now. Awesome. And just to clarify, um, your primary tar- like target audience is family Yes. Yeah, that's the work that you do. Tell me a little bit more about these interviews that you're doing with moms. Are you interviewing them about their photo experience with you or what's the interview? So it's really not photography related at all. Um, At the end, I've been doing like a, you like you had suggested in your podcast a few weeks ago of doing like a photo of the week kind of deal that links to like a blog post with more photos Um, So that's kind of like the photography plug, but I just created like a list of topics that I thought my moms that I serve would be interested in, like how to survive parenting during a home renovation, um, preschooling from home, resources for quarantine, how to balance like social media with parenting, um, how to care for single parents in your community, like trendy kids clothes on a budget, like that kind of stuff that I just thought they would care about because I just like wasn't excited about writing content about like photo tips or whatever. Uh, For whatever reason, I just couldn't wrap my mind around that. But these other topics, you know, I just like having those kinds of conversations with people. So it just felt fun for me. And I also felt like this is adding value to my target audience. That's awesome. Okay. So I'm just going to start by saying it sounds like you're doing all the right things as a, as a whole. There are unlimited numbers of marketing ideas out there, right? I mean, all kinds of things. And you'll, you could, at some point or another, I talked about passive action versus massive action. And passive action is constantly being like, well, I don't have enough clients, what's another different thing that I can do and spending a bunch of time like researching and trying to learn about marketing tactics and all that sort of thing versus, I mean, that's one example of passive action versus massive action, which is like actually just doing those things and doing them consistently. And what I really love about what you're talking about is that you have a multi-pronged approach and you're be, you know, it sounds like you're showing up and you're being consistent about all of those things. And that really is, I mean, to your point, yes, the short answer to your first question is part of it is just kind of like a long game. And unfortunately, to your point, you are playing that long game in the midst of like, you're in a sand trap in the, <laughs> you know, there's a handicap. The good news is, or the the news is that, um, that handicap, handicap, excuse me, applies to everyone right now. And so, um, so I do think that in some ways for the people who take a truly long view on this, you have, we all have the opportunity right now when we're maybe not as busy doing the actual photographing of, of clients to really be thinking about like, where do we want to go? How do we want to steer this? And what value can we serve to our ideal clients right now and consistently so that as soon as that opportunity arises, I am top of mind and they are like ready for me. Um, I particularly love the fact that you are taking action on the email list thing. And it sounds like you're doing it in a really creative value driven way for people. Um, I don't need to get into specifics. What, uh, but do with whatever email service provider you're using, are you able to see like what your open rates are and your click rates are? Yeah, I just switched over to Flowdesk and I'm really liking that a lot. 
Yeah, I know. They're nice. So what you want to be paying attention to as you're doing that, um, and this is sort of like a next level strategy, you know, you have to start doing this and then over time you can start looking at, um, at numbers. Um, you want to be seeing how things are being received in terms of like, if you're getting really good open rates and it's really hard to put a specific number on that. I think that in the like weekly email context, if you're getting a consistent 20% or more of people who are opening your emails, that's really good. And then the click-through rate, which is where somebody actually clicks on whatever your call to action is, um, you know, again, that it's very variable, but if you're getting anything north of like two to 5% on a click-through rate, then you're, you're delivering things that people are actually clicking on and reading yeah. and seeing. And so, you know, once you're gauging that, then you can start keeping, I have a very simple Google spreadsheet that I keep with my marketing uh, emails for this can't be that hard mm -hmm. where I just sort of keep an eye on if there are, t I mean, you know, <laughs> the bigger your list gets, the less um, direct connection you have with people. So, you know, you kind of have to take that and not take it personally. But, um, but when I see that like a whole bunch of people clicked on this call to action, but very few people clicked on this other one, then I can start to say, okay, well, you know, what, what's going on here? It could be that I sent that email out at a bad time and it's like fewer people are opening it because of that. So there's, it's hard to, con you really have to, all of that to say, and I'm sorry, I'm not being very concise here. Um, all of that to say that you do have to take it not as a one-off, but you have to look at data over time. Okay. But I think that it's really, the lovely thing about weekly emails is that you start to amass some decent data pretty quickly and you will see. And so if these interviews become something that like clearly your audience is digging yeah. and people do, you know, they like being featured or they like hearing stories of people like themselves. So if that's something that really is resonating with your audience, great, keep going with it, but have a plan for what, how you're going to then turn that into something where you're giving them an opportunity to spend money with you. Right. So, um, you know, whether that's just that your email list gets an offer for, I don't know what, I can't remember what they're doing in Richmond um, this coming fall, but like my kids aren't going back to school. So, you know, it would make sense to do some sort of like non-school photos, school photos for people okay. this fall. And so, yeah. you know, that's an offer that you may offer to everybody via social media, but your email newsletter gets it first. And right. maybe in the week prior to that, um, you have a conversation with a parent who is like struggling with homeschooling versus, um, you know, in-person learning versus whatever, like have that conversation. And then on the heels of that, you could launch something like that. Um, I think the mistake that a lot of people make once they get into email marketing um, or blogging is that they provide all this content and they feel satisfied with by the like the little adrenaline ping that it gets that like, oh, look, 35% of people opened my email this week. Unfortunately, that doesn't ultimately pay the bills. So it is 100% great to be just doing that engaging and giving and giving and giving. And I have heard, you know, the 80-20 rule, like it applies everywhere. So 80% of what you're providing to your list is you giving them value. And then you just can't let that be it. You have to ask for the sale. 
And it's not that you're, you know, I think a lot of us feel nervous about doing that, whatever. I don't think that on the, on the other end of the screen, anybody feels like, I'm sick of this woman, you know, <laughs> who gives me all this stuff actually right. trying to make a living. Right. So right. I don't know if that's in any way your mindset. It sounds like you're approaching all of this from a really good place. So I would say, yes, continuing with the consistency. Um, as far as your blog goes, um, you might play with video. So I do feel like blogging is in this weird place. Blogging is amazing for SEO uh, in terms of it being consistent and fresh content that has words on your website. Right. But, um, but I do think that especially long blog posts are losing ground in terms of the like people's attention span. So an alternative might be that if you're blogging and I don't know if you're blogging like a session, so it's really photo driven, Yeah. maybe instead of, or in addition to the blurb that you write on there, you jump on the camera kind of like what we're doing right now. And you say, oh, I just wanted to show you this, you know, session and you talk it through. And then you take that transcription and you put it at the bottom under the photos. So you okay. still get the images, but you also get like a one minute video where people are um, getting to see your face and hear your voice and video does really well for SEO too. So it's just like an extra layer of something that you could add in and just test that and see how it goes. Um, and then, yeah, the um, I love that you're, asking for referrals, asking for um, Google reviews. That's a big one. Um, and then let's see, I don't have a whole lot of like ideas for you that are outside of what you're doing. Um, and again, it's not because I can't come up with marketing ideas for you. It's more that I don't want you to overextend yourself trying to do a bunch of what, you know, it's like, instead of going wider, I just think what you need to do is go deeper on what you are doing. You're doing the right things. Um, and then, yeah, I would say for the fall, um, if you can now, we are recording this in July. Um, if you can take this opportunity to plan one or two events for the fall, yeah. um, and we're going to have to be smart about the way that we do that right now in the midst of COVID, understanding that like things can change and what we're able to do can change. But if you can try and think conservatively about like, if you're able to make photos at all, like what are some things, whether that's like a mini session event or like I said, something like a school photo um, opportunity. And maybe what, as a, as a newer photographer, maybe something that you could um, incorporate into that is, Let's say that your school portraits for kids cost, I'm going to make up a number. I have no idea what your price point is, but let's say they cost $200 per kid or $150 per kid. Maybe what you do is you invite people to come do that and that's all at your location and you know they come and um, get those photos taken. And then whatever it is that they're paying into that, they also receive a gift certificate toward a family session that happens in the next six months or before the end of the year or something like that. So it's almost like a freebie with a family session, but you're giving them a low barrier of entry and ensuring that you're making some money at the same time. Totally. Um, when you're trying to fill your books and it's just sort of like a, you know, you could, 
the beautiful <laughs> the beauty is you can try a whole bunch of different things and see what sticks you just want to make sure that um you know you're not i'm all about doing things and adding value rather than like discounting or giving things away which i'm yes. sure if you're familiar with me you've heard that plenty of times yeah. um yes. So we came right up. I didn't even check the timer and that landed kind of perfectly. I hope that, um, I hope that you got some stuff out of there. Totally. There's so much good stuff in there and mostly it's just, it's just encouraging to be like, you're on the right path. Yeah. Keep going yeah. And just try to maximize those things you are doing. It's yeah. so helpful. No, for sure. You're not, it does not sound to me like you're doing anything wrong. And I think sometimes it can be so easy to second guess yourself when the phone's not ringing off the hook. But like, it's just not as much as the, you know, people selling marketing things out there would love us to believe that it's just like, all you have to do is press this magic button. It's not that it is, uh, it's a long game. So you're doing it just right. Consistency is key. Um, and I can't wait to see where it all takes you, but thank you so much for getting in touch. Yes. Thank you so much. This has been really encouraging. Oh, good. All right. Well, I hope you have a great day. I'll talk to you soon, Paige. Thank you. See ya. That's it for this week's mini mentoring session. If you've got a problem or issue in your photography business that you'd like to have featured on the show, go to thiscan'tbethathard.com slash mentoring and use the form to submit your information. I can't wait to hear from you.